Welcome to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Griego-Kyle from Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. In this podcast, we talk about sustainable investing and how your portfolio reflects your values. Do your investments seek accountability from corporations that govern more and more of our society and even the lives we lead? Listen in as we explore the question, are you investing like you give a damn? Hello and welcome to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Grego Kyle from Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. Today we are going to be talking about SRI and I can't wait to get into this subject. Good afternoon, Kim. How are you? I'm great, Eric. It's nice to be back. It's nice to have you back. I'm excited about this. I love SRI. Can you explain kind of to our audience what that is and why we're talking about it today? Yeah, we're going to talk about sustainable, responsible impact investing. And we really want to focus on why sustainability, why sustainable investing, why you should invest with your values, why it's better to invest with your values and not just on anything and give the profits to charity. So by the way, you should do that too. Mm -hmm. But why really focusing on your values is important. Got it. Okay. Well, where do we start? Well, let's let's talk a little bit about kind of where sustainable investing got started. I mean, you know, if we think back to the 70s and the 80s when it, in in the early years and the when it kind of got its start, it was sort of considered not really it wasn't mainstream at all and it was sort of the investment process of the hippies and the tree mm. huggers, you know, sort of a a side thing. But today, sustainable investing comprises 25% of all investable assets in the U.S. It's one in every $4 that's wow. invested in the United States. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really grown over the last 20 years that I've been doing this. It's over $12 trillion. Why, why do you think that is? Sorry, well, I, I don't mean to interrupt, no. but I'm really yeah, curious. No. Yeah, I think it's because people are a lot more focused on what their money is doing. Mm-hmm. And so they're not, I mean, you know, they think about um, where their money goes on what they buy and what they're doing with it and, you know, the the packaging that their, you know, products come in. And so they start thinking about those things and then they start looking at their 401ks and, you know, um, you know a, a very easy example is if you work in a hospital, what kind of investments are, are your things in? And I think a lot of nurses and doctors who are working on, patients who are dying of obesity-related issues and tobacco-related mm-hmm, issues, mm-hmm. and they realize that their investments are in tobacco, and they think, I can't do that. So that's just one simple example. Yeah, I think it's easy. You said where we want to spend our money. I think it would be easy if we went to a local fast food restaurant and we saw somebody in the back with a wooden stick or a whip, right? Whipping, right. whipping the workers. We'd wait, 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 wait. No, no, I'm not, I'm not going to give my money to this company. They're, this is atrocious, atrocious. The atrocities that they're doing, but there's no way we'd be up in arms. But those things like you're talking about with, with tobacco, I can't, I don't know anybody who hasn't been affected by cancer, whether it's from tobacco or from something else, they've been affected by it and they see it. And so your point is well taken. If you are in that health field and you see those people suffering, how could you possibly want to continue to support something like that? But it's not as obvious, right? As this walking to a restaurant and seeing somebody being beaten in the back to make your burger. Um, exactly. It's hidden a lot of times in within funds. How, how do we take care of that situation? 
Well, there there are ways to to look at that, and and you know you actually have to ask, you know, what is in my portfolio, and uh, and actually when you when you own a mutual fund twice a year, they send you a document. It, it, you have to read it. You have to look at it, but it tells you what's in your mutual fund. It tells you every single stock that's in that stock mutual fund. Gotcha. So you have to look at it and you'll know what's in there. So, you know, people think, well, I don't really know what's in my mutual fund, but you do. Mm-hmm. You have the opportunity to look in there and see. So you can see if, you know, if you don't want to invest in fossil fuels or you don't want to invest in gun stocks or you don't want to invest in tobacco stocks or pharmaceuticals, whatever it happens to be, you can see what's in your mutual fund. And you'll know. And if the company name doesn't ring a bell, it it does take just a little bit of due diligence, but you should probably look it up, right? I mean, just see what the company is and then you'll know. You can. And you can go onto Yahoo Finance and type in a ticker symbol of a company Uh, or you can type in the name of that. You can Google it. It's actually really easy. See what they do. Uh, You can find it out. It's very easy. Nice. Yeah. 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 And, and, and just to sort of expand on that too, it's amazing because Europeans are a little bit farther ahead of us and over 50% of investable assets in Europe are invested sustainably. Wow. So they're, they're much farther ahead of us and, and Asia is catching up. So outside of the U S it's a much bigger process than even here. Hmm. So yeah, it's, it's a big, it's a big deal and it's really growing and it's grown a lot really in the last 10, 20 years. So it's no longer a fringe investment process. It's really big. Yeah, it's not just the hippies. It's not just the hippies anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, we really, um, you know, want to emphasize that you know, for people who are interested in it, that they don't have to think. Well, you know, I, you know, I don't really want. You know, I don't know. Is my invest- investment advisor going to scoff at this? Well, they might, but there's actually a lot of advisors who are really starting to focus on this. So as advisors, we're no longer on the fringe anymore. Mm-hmm. More and more traditional investment firms are getting in the mix. If, so, so that's important. Yeah, and I would say that if, if you're a listener right now and your advisor scoffs at any idea or question that you bring to them, you need to change advisors. I don't care what the question is. If they're scoffing at you or they're not taking you seriously with just the questions that you ask, you need to find an advisor that's going to answer those questions because this is this is important. This is very important to a lot of people and it is growing, like you said. Right. And it's your money. So mm-hmm. if, and that's very true, if your advisor scoffs at your questions or what it is you want, you do need to find someone who takes you seriously because again, it's your money. So, yeah, um, you know, and I, I think the big question that has been around and it's it's a big myth that sustainable investments underperform. And, you know, we want to let's let's sort of nip that in the bud. So let's talk about that piece, because I think that's Please, really important. Yeah. yeah. So for many, many years, you know, in the early years, in the 70s, 80s, that was kind of true. And part of the reason that was true is because in the 70s and 80s, things like tobacco and big oil were making a lot of money, Mm -hmm. right? They paid big dividends. Um, So these early SRI funds, which weeded out tobacco, oil, you know, gambling, alcohol, those were sort of the big immediate screens that happened in those early years. And that's that's really what SRI funds screened out. Those were the, the beginning ones. Mm-hmm. Um, they did underperform. 
A lot of them did. Not all of them, but but a good number of them did. So they underperformed a bit. So so the idea was, you know, for advisors to, you know, to tell their folks that came in and asked for, you know, sustainable SRI funds, um, well, you know, why don't you just invest in these things and give give your profits to charity, right? That's mm-hmm. what they would tell. That's what they would tell people. Uh, you know, and, you know, a lot of, again, you know, the hippies and the tree huggers would say, <laughs> well, I can't do that. You know, I just can't do that. And, you know, some people would be like, mm, okay, I'll do that. Um, but, you know, what we've seen over the years is that that's no longer true. A lot of times, you know, these companies, as we've seen, tobacco really took a big hit when the lawsuits happened and they started losing money. Um, they're not giving, you know, the big dividends anymore. Uh, as we see these companies, being hit with lawsuits, they're not making the big profits anymore. So, you know, again, when we when we do the big analysis, we see that companies that have risk in terms of lawsuits, um, when they have big environmental concerns, decreasing company profits, uh, they they do have financial underperformance over the long term because of these big issues that start to come up. Mm-hmm. There's there's this huge growing body of academic evidence that shows that there is not a substantial underperformance in sustainable investment funds. So some really good data to back that up. In 2018, which we know was not a great year in the stock market, you know, it happens. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, it was the worst year since 2008. Okay. It was time. But we see that Morningstar, if people are familiar with that, it's a mutual fund ratings company. So they show that 63% of SRI funds performed in the top half of their respective category. 63%. Hmm. That's a huge number. Yeah. Yeah. So, So they have pretty strong track records, not only in 2018, but also over the last three to five years. So not just in the bad performing year, but in the last basically five years, they have really strong track records. So that's some pretty strong evidence that we're not going to see underperformance. Well, I think that we saw the writing on the wall, you know, with, with big tobacco as all, you know, as they started putting warnings, right, on the containers, yep. on the packaging. And then, like you said, the, the lawsuits began to happen even more. Uh, and I think we're kind of seeing a lot of the writing on the wall with big oil as well, because of all the companies racing to put out electric cars or renewable energy. That's a huge push over the last, what, 10 to 15 years, really, is the is the, when it really, really started to be mainstream. And you just kind of see it. Okay, well, we have another market that's opening up that is going to be taking part of what used to be the biggest market. And I think that, that that's writing on the wall for saying, okay, SRI might even perform better now because we have one more big industry that could be, you know, not going down the toilet by any means, but at least slowing down in their profits. Exactly. And, and you know, we, we do see slowing down in profits in a lot of these companies. And, you know, I think that's important to note um, that as they start to have these environmental issues, as they start to have issues with lawsuits, it's going to cut into profits. Those things are expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> even longer term than three to five years, there is a benchmark. It has a ridiculous name. 
most people are not going to remember this. It used to be very easy to remember. It used to be called the Domini Social Index. Super easy to remember, right? Now it's called the MSCI KLD 400. <laughs> Nobody's going to remember that, right? But it's, you know, it's a mirror of the S&P 500. We all know what the S&P 500 mm-hmm. is. It's yep. a broad market index, 500 stocks. So the KLD 400 is 400 stocks. So what they've do is they, they've done is they screened out the most egregious stocks that we don't want to have in there, um, you know, tobacco companies, mm-hmm. big environmental polluters, that kind of thing. They've added back enough things to get to 400 stocks so that it's it's a, also a broad market index that mirrors the S&P 500. It's been around for just under 30 years now. So it's been mirroring the S&P 500 I think for like 28 and a half years, almost 29 years. So 30 years of performance mirroring the S&P 500. It has ever so slightly outperformed the S&P 500, Mm. like maybe by a quarter of a percent. So we say ever so slightly over that 28, 29 years. Some years it's a little under, some years it's a little over, but on average – ever so slightly outperform the S&P 500. So what we what we can say by that is that over the long term you are not going to underperform mm-hmm. by investing sustainably. So if you choose the right investments, we know you won't underperform. Not every year. Some years it'll be great, some years it won't be, but over the average long term not, you know, again, not every year, but over long term, you're not going to underperform by choosing what you want with your values. And I think that is a great body of evidence to show that this underperformance myth is really not there. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the funny thing is, is that every advisor out there will tell you the market, it, it goes up and it goes down and it, it has right. good years, it has bad. So this is performing just like the rest of the market. Right. I mean, exactly. it's, it, it goes up and down. So it's it's you're in it for the long haul. Anybody's going to tell you you've got to invest for the long haul for the future, for your retirement. It's not a trying to play the market. I got to get out now, get back in. That's a disaster waiting to happen. So it sounds absolutely. to me like this is just normal. It is. It is. It's absolutely normal. And so, you know, that's that's really what I can tell people is, look, if you invest sustainably, we know over the long term, you will perform just the same as the market. And that is the key. We're not going to tell you you're going to do better and you're not going to do worse. Mm -hmm. You're going to do the same. And that's what we want. You know, it'd be great if we could tell you you're going to do better, but we're not going to tell you that. Don't ever go invest with someone who says, I can make sure you're going to do better because that is that you just run big red flag right there. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the other thing that I love is that there is, there are academic studies out there. So, so people who are super geeky and, you know, really want to get into the academic piece of it there, I can't remember how many years this has been out there, maybe 15, 20 years, but there is, um, uh, there's an organization that puts out something called the Moskowitz prize. Uh, yeah. So, so every year, mostly people from universities submit their academic studies to win this Moskowitz prize. And the academic study specifically is around sustainable investing. Hmm. And, you know, the, 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 what they're doing is they're putting out their proof that sustainable investing is, you know, going to perform well, you know, it has to have something to do with sustainable investing doing well. 
And so this prize has been out there again, 15 to 20 years. They don't win any money, but they just win the accolades. The trophy. You know, around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, so, right. And so, you know, the, and there are dozens of studies that get submitted each year around the issue of sustainable investing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you really want to get on the, the geeky end of things and <laughs> read about, you know, the the in-depth academic studies, some of them, some of them are, are I find really interesting. Some of them are seriously dry, boring academic mm-hmm. studies, but they do prove that sustainable investing is doing what it's supposed to be doing and maintaining performance and doing the right thing. So it's, you know, again, it's just more academic proof to show that you can invest sustainably, do what's right, invest with your values and have it work for you. Nice. So that's a, yeah. So those are the, you know, the pieces of saying you can do, you can do good and do well. Yeah. You can do it. So let me ask you this. If, how do you work with your clients when it comes to choosing these things? So if I'm, I'm, I'm against tobacco, I'm, I'm against uh, big alcohol companies in a lot of cases. Uh, I'm against uh, a, a few different other things that are really on my heart or in my soul, whatever you want to say. Uh, but then there's other things that I'm okay with. Like, you know, I'm, I'm okay with guns, right? I, 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 I hunt every once in a while, mainly fish. I really like fishing, but I'm okay with gun manufacturers, and but I don't want to have any of the other stuff. How do you help a client walk through the process of choosing the things that they want to be able to invest in and finding the right fund for them? Yeah, so we have a, a specific questionnaire that we use for every client because what I tell each client is it's not about what's sustainable for me. Mm-hmm. It's about what's sustainable for them as a client. And so we really try to narrow that down to, to help them. So what's interesting is a lot of sustainable funds have pretty standard, uh, screens. And so, you know, there are negative screens, they get rid of a lot of standard negative screening, but Mm -hmm. then they want to screen in things that they want to support. So, you know, when, when you're investing in mutual funds, sometimes you're limited with what those screens are, Mm -hmm. but there are some specific things that you can really focus on. So there are there are mutual funds for for clients who are, um, you know, maybe religiously based, or clients who are really environmentally focused, or clients who want to screen out fossil fuels, um, clients who want to focus on women, clients who want to focus on LGBTQ issues. So you can, or even animal rights issues. I mean, you can you can kind of really focus on some of those specific areas. Um, tobacco, alcohol, and gambling are going to be pretty much screened out of almost everything. Mm-hmm. Um, environmental issues are going to be. Um, highly focused on pretty much every mutual fund out there. Guns are screened out of almost every portfolio, mm-hmm. um, which is, I find very interesting. Now, when you get down into individual stocks, that's where you can get very picky. So I have a lot of clients, amazingly so, who want to screen out pharmaceuticals, which can be both good and bad. Mm-hmm. So I find this um, an interesting quandary when we think about pharmaceuticals, because pharmaceutical companies have problems. Think about EpiPens, for example, Oh yeah. and, and the price gouging on that. Now, I am extremely allergic to shellfish. I have to carry an EpiPen with me. It's a life or death situation. Wow. So when you think about the cost of an EpiPen, if you 
don't have very good health insurance, then, you know, I, I have a friend who literally has to pay $1,200 to refill her EpiPen. Wow, that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, right? And so um, luckily I have good health insurance, so it costs me $100 mm-hmm. to refill my EpiPen, which is still a lot. But then on the other side of this coin, you have pharmaceutical companies that are doing research with MS, research with new drugs for HIV, you know, providing you know, medications for Alzheimer's and research on, on Alzheimer's. You know, my, my stepfather has Alzheimer's. So, mm-hmm. you know, we think about all of the things that they're doing that, that does cost them a lot of money in the research and development department. So, you know, how do you, you know, put those two sides together and think, you know, if I'm not supporting it, they're not doing the research. If I am supporting it, maybe there's price gouging. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's a difficult side to take. Yeah. And I think each individual person needs to make that decision because like I said, exactly. I, I don't have a problem with guns, but if, if guns right. were screened out of my portfolio, it wouldn't hurt my feelings either. Right. I mean, right. It's, it's not like I'm going out there to support that, but maybe right. just maybe I would say I am absolutely dead set against big pharma. I, I yeah. don't want any of that in there uh, because of things that I've seen, the price gouging or whatever I've seen in the news, and I just make my stand there. So I mean, that, that's exactly. great that you have those options. Right. And so we, we leave that up to our clients, especially when you get into individual stocks. It's, it's very easy to do that. And, and again, you know, we also have some clients who are vegan and don't want to have any animal products in their portfolio. We can do that in individual stocks. We <clears> cannot do that in a mutual fund because it's not a standard screen. Got it. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting process to go through with each client and say, well, we can do that here. We can't do that here. Sometimes we can work that process with them. And sometimes you just have to give up things. And again, we have to remind them there is no perfect company. Mm-hmm. Every company is going to have an issue, which is a topic for another time. But that, this is where we have shareholder advocacy which we will discuss more in future episodes. Yeah. That'd be great. It's one of my favorite topics, which we will talk more about. All right. We are running low on time for today's podcast. Is there anything else that you want to add? Well, let's, let's talk real briefly about the, you know, in, in terms of being aware of the social issues and the social justice issues. And, you know, when we, when we are investing with our values, you know, it's, it's not just about individuals. We have um, nonprofits who also can do this. And so we work with a number of nonprofits because I think it's very important for them when they're investing their portfolios because they have endowments. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's an environmental nonprofit, they don't want to be fighting against their own self-interests either. Yeah. And so I think that's a real key to think about that. And again, when we circle back around, you know, a lot of people are donating to these charities. They also need to think about what's in their portfolio. So if you're in, in if you're donating to environmental charities, are you investing in things in your own portfolio that's fighting against the charities that you're already donating mm-hmm, to? Mm-hmm. So we all have to think about those things. Uh, and I, I think it's important to to make that big circle in your life and in your values and pay attention to what's in your retirement account if you can. You know, 401ks can be difficult, but you can ask your 401k provider to make sure they can include some sustainable funds in their platform. 
in your individual accounts, whatever it is, time to focus on what you're investing in so that it matches where you're already donating to, Mm -hmm. what your personal values are, and make the big connection. And for those that just don't know what's in their portfolio and and uh, they have their reports, they have their, their packet that they've received and they have questions, how do they get a hold of you? They can reach us either by phone at 505-982-9661 or they can email us at info at horizonssfs.com. Great. Thank you so much for your time today. This is a great podcast. A lot of good information. Great. It's really fun to talk about this stuff. I love it. All right. And thank you for listening to the Deep Impact Investing Podcast with Kimberly Grego Kyle. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Kim and Johan come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Now, we'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors. Yes, we have three sponsors. We have Calvert Research and Management. Calvert is a global leader in responsible investing. Calvert sponsors one of the largest and most diversified families of responsible invested mutual funds, encompassing active and passively managed equity, income, alternative, and multi-asset strategies. With roots in responsible investing back to 1982, the firm seeks to generate favorable investment returns for clients by allocating capital consistent with environmental, social, and governance best practices, and through structured investment portfolio companies. And PAX World Funds, PAX are advised by Impax Asset Management LLC, formerly PAX World Management LLC. They are a pioneer in the field of sustainable investing. PAX offers a diversified lineup of mutual funds focused on the risks and opportunities arising from the transition to a more sustainable global economy. Each fund integrates environmental, social, and governance research into the investment process to better manage risk and deliver competitive long-term investment performance. Since 1971, PAX has made it possible for investors to pursue financial returns while having a positive social and environmental impact. And finally, Trillium Asset Management. Trillium is proud to be the oldest investment advisor devoted exclusively to sustainable investing since 1982. Trillium's focus is to seek to provide competitive financial returns while also helping clients leverage the power of their assets to create positive and social environmental changes. We thank our sponsors and I want to thank you again for listening today. For everyone at Horizons Sustainable Financial Services, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Deep Impact Investing Podcast, the sustainable, responsible, impact investing podcast that shows you how to get your voice heard. It's time to start investing like you give a damn. To ask a question that we can answer on an upcoming podcast, email us at info at horizonssfs.com or join the conversation on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash horizons sustainable financial services or give us a call 505-982-9661.
at 505-982-9661. Don't forget to click the subscribe button to be notified when new episodes become available. The companies we may speak about during our podcast are not recommendations for investment only. You and your financial advisor can determine what the right investments are for you and your situation. Horizon Sustainable Financial Services is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of New Mexico and other jurisdictions were registered or exempted. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the host and or guest and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.